And a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Yosef. A very famous Pasuk with a couple of famous interpretations, two of which are offered by Rashi. The first, Rashi explains that this was literally a new king. And in fact, the Ibn Ezra explains that this is the Pashup shot of the words Melech Chadash, a new king. The second possibility offered by Rashi is that this was really the same old paro, but with new policies. Now, regardless of which position you take, whether this was literally a brand new paro or this was the old one, Rashi takes a position on the interpretation of the words, Asher lo yadas Yosef, that did not know Yosef. In Rashi's comments on those words, Rashi explains, He made himself as though he did not know him, which seems to mean that regardless of whether this was a new paro or the old paro, Rashi understands that this man, this individual, this king, of course was familiar with Yosef. He knew of Yosef, but he merely made himself as though he did not know him. We might say that Rashi is coming from the standpoint of the likelihood of someone entering the Egyptian government and not knowing what happened in the previous administration, that's highly unlikely. And you might be thinking that, you know, maybe we've seen crazier or equally crazy things that someone could enter office and perhaps not know or be so familiar or perhaps be a little bit clueless about what happened in the past. But again, as a rule, it's not so likely. But what we have to try to explain and understand is the literal meaning of the words, Asher lo yadas Yosef. I understand that Rashi's assuming perforce that this king could not completely be oblivious to Yosef and Yosef's existence and his role in the Egyptian government. But how do you read the words, Asher lo yada? which seemed to literally mean that he did not know him. And for this, we turn to the Emes Lyakov, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky. He writes, citing Targum Onkelos with a similar explanation of the words, Asher lo yadas Yosef, velo mekayim gezeros Yosef. He did not uphold the gezeros, the decrees and policies of Yosef. But says Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, al pizeh yesh lefarish apasuk lekaman. He says, with this reading, of the words Asher lo da es Yosef, we could explain a later pasuk when Paro will eventually say lo yadati es Hashem. I don't know Hashem. This is what Paro says when he challenges Moshe Rabbeinu and explains Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky. What does he mean in light of Targum? He explains lo akayim gzeraso. Not that I don't know him, but I'm not going to uphold his gzera because what does Asher lo yada mean? Doesn't mean that he literally doesn't know but he's not going to be of him. He's going to make it as though he does not know. I'm not going to uphold his gzera because I'm not giving any significance to it. I'm not giving any credit. I'm discrediting it because I don't care about it. Asher lo yada means he does not care. And explains Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, this can also explain the way Targum Yonason explains the words later when Par will say, Mi Hashem asher shema b'kolo. Who is Hashem that I should listen to him, that I should care about what he thinks and what he wants? Says Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, this is connected or can be read in a similar vein to the Pasuk in Shmuel, where the Rasha, Novel, will utter the words, Mi David, umi ben Yishai, who's David and who's the son of Yishai that I should care about what he says? This obviously is not a statement of pleading ignorance. It's not a statement of literal 
not knowing, but it is a statement of disgrace. Of course, Naval knew who David was, but he's not being machshavim. He's not being machshavim. His gzero. He doesn't care about what David wants. And similarly, Paro in this case, we might connect this to the other pasuk where the Torah tells us that the Bnei Israel were crying out from all the pain they were going through, and then Vayedayalokim, that God knew or that God attended, that God paid attention to, that God cared. That's the true meaning of Asher Lo Yada, or Asher Yada. What does it mean to know? Obviously, there are two possibilities, and the simple explanation might mean that someone can literally be ignorant, but there are certain circumstances where it's just so undeniable. How could you possibly plead ignorance unless really it's just a plea that it's not genuine, you just don't care? You're just in denial because you don't want to believe it. You don't want to know it to be true, even though it is. This is going to be the story of Parsha Shemos. This is going to be the story of Sefer Shemos, the Exodus, Yetzias Mitzrayim, all about us and Paro being introduced to Hashem, but not because we've never been acquainted, not because we're completely unfamiliar or blissfully unaware, but because maybe up until a certain point, we live in denial. We have a certain cognitive dissonance. We don't want to believe in it because sometimes it comes with a sense of obligation, a sense of achrayas on our part. It's easier to say that I don't owe anyone anything. It's easier to say that, oh, I'm not going to recognize and I'm not going to give any credit to what happened before me. For Paro to say, I don't know what happened in the previous administration. I don't care what Yosef did. And I don't care about the God that created me and created the world around me and constantly sustains me. And in this case, the words, Asher lo yada, I didn't know. That's not going to be a source of excuse or a defense. But on the contrary, it's going to be the very source of our indictment. Asher lo yada, you didn't know? How could you not know? Maybe it means that you didn't care. And in a similar vein, I've wanted to interpret the She'enu Yedei Lashol, the son in the Haggadah who doesn't know to ask. The thing that's really frightening about him is that he wasn't stirred to ask. He didn't care enough to ask. And even if it's coming from a place of innocence, but at the end of the day, he wasn't bothered enough to say, hey, maybe I should ask a question and try to find out more. And that same that same indictment will be for anyone who doesn't look to find out more, to inquire, to ask more, to find out more of what we need to know. I didn't know that the Torah said this wasn't okay. I didn't know that this was against halacha. I didn't know that this is supposed to be what my relationship with Hashem is. How could you not know? How could you not care enough to know? How could you not pay attention? Were you just living in denial this entire time? Paro can't just claim ignorance that he had no idea about what happened in the previous administration when Yosef was in charge. And Paro can't just claim, I was completely unfamiliar of the god of monotheism, the god of the world, the, the entire world, the one who's the strongest power in the entire universe. He can't just claim, I've never heard of such a thing. The only claim you can make is that I didn't care enough. I don't care enough to be machshivit any further. As the makos unfolds and we get to be reacquainted with who Hashem is, we will get the true opportunity to know Him and to attend Him and to pay attention to Him, to become overly familiar with Him and what He does in this world. And we should use that same awareness, not to deny the truth as it stands before us, but to look the truth in the face and to try to know more, to learn more, to know more and to care more.